Black Cats and Kittens, we are back with another very special stay-at-home self-quarantine episode of The BrandoCast. And I always say it's a very special episode of The BrandoCast, but this one is an all-timer. Because today, I'm talking with a legend. The legendary Dion Warwick. Yeah, you're probably wondering, how the heck did that happen? And I'll tell you, sometime around January 1st of this year... Auntie Dion, as she is now known to millions of uh, Twitter users around the globe, basically said to everybody, what are your New Year's resolutions? And this idiot wrote back very quickly, at the risk of sounding like a complete lunatic, my only goal for the year 2021 is to have you as a guest on my podcast. Believe it or not, she responded... In less than a minute and simply said, send Brit a message. And that was a reference to her niece, Brittany Warwick, uh, who I think helps her out with social media stuff. I sent a direct message to Brittany. Brittany hooked me up with a management company. And now here we go. I get to talk to Dion Warwick, me, this fat hobo. Now, the only drag is I only got 20 minutes with Miss Warwick, but that's plenty of time to talk to such an icon. So what I thought I would do at the top of the show is just sort of share uh, the sort of Wikipedia style history with Dionne Warwick. For those of you who aren't overly familiar with her music, though, she is one of the most colossal artists uh, in the history of recorded music. Born in Orange, New Jersey on December 12, 1940, Marie Dionne Warwick is an American singer, actor, and television host. Ms. Warwick ranks among the biggest hit makers between 1955 and 1999 based on her chart history on Billboard's Hot 100 Pop Singles Chart. She is one of the most charted female vocalists of all time with 56 of her singles making the Hot 100 between 1962 and 1998, with 12 of them in the top 10. Many of Warwick's family were members of the Drinkard Sisters, a renowned family gospel group and RCA recording artist who frequently performed throughout the New York metropolitan area. After finishing East Orange High School in 1959, Warwick pursued her passion at the Hart College of Music in Westford, Connecticut, and soon landed some work singing background vocals for recording sessions in Manhattan. During one such session, recording backup vocals for the Drifters, Warwick met Brill-building songwriter Burt Bacharach, who recognized her immense talent and hired her to record demos featuring songs written by him and lyricist Hal David. Warwick was then signed to Backrack and David's production company, which in turn was signed to Scepter Records in 1962. In November of 1962, Scepter released Warwick's first single, Don't Make Me Over, the title of which Warwick supplied herself when she snapped at Backrack and David as soon as she found out that a song she had recorded as her first demo, Make It Easy On Yourself, had been given to another artist, Jerry Butler. From that, Backrack and David created their first top 40 hit with Warwick. Oddly, Warwick's real name of Warwick was misspelled on the singles label. She began using the new spelling both professionally and personally. 
The success of Don't Make Me Over was just the start of Dionne Warwick's incredibly successful collaboration with Backrack and David. The two immediate follow-ups to Don't Make Me Over charted, and her fourth single, Anyone Who Had a Heart, released in November of 1963, was an international million seller. That song was followed by Walk On By in April of 1964, another major international hit and million seller that solidified Warwick's career. For the rest of the 1960s, Warwick was a fixture on the U.S. and Canadian charts, and much of her output from 62 to 71 was written and produced by the Backrack and David team. That list of songs includes... I Say a Little Prayer for You, Windows of the World, Do You Know the Way to San Jose, This Girl's in Love with You, Promises, Promises, Always Something There to Remind Me, and Alfie. Oddly, Dionne Warwick's first true number one hit on the Billboard charts came in 1974 when she recorded Then Came You with The Spinners. That song was produced by Philly sound wizard Tommy Bell. Bell later noted, Dion made a face when we finished the song. She didn't like it much, but I knew we had something. So we ripped the dollar in two, signed each half, and exchanged them. I told her, if this song doesn't go number one, I'll send you my half. When it took off, Dion sent hers back. There was an apology on it. Warwick recorded five different records with Warner Brothers in the 1970s, but the mega success would return to her career when she signed to Arista in 1979. Right out of the gate, Warwick recorded I'll Never Love This Way Again, a Grammy award-winning gold-certified song. The song was produced by label mate Barry Manilow and was recorded for Warwick's first Arista album, simply titled Dion. In January of 1980, Warwick hosted a two-hour TV special called Solid Gold 79. This was adapted into the weekly Solid Gold show, which she hosted throughout 1980 and 1981, and then again in 1985 and 86. Major highlights of each show were the duets she performed with her co-hosts, which often included some of Warwick's hits. After a brief appearance in the Top 40 in early 1982 with the Johnny Mathis song Friends in Love from the album of the same name, Warwick's next hit was her full-length collaboration with Barry Gibb of the Bee Gees for the album Heartbreaker. The song Heartbreaker became one of Warwick's biggest international hits, returning her to the top of the charts. In 1985, Warwick contributed her voice to the multi-Grammy award-winning charity song, We Are The World, along with artists like Michael Jackson, Bruce Springsteen, Diana Ross, Bob Dylan, and Ray Charles. The song spent four consecutive weeks at number one on the Billboard Hot 100 chart, and it was the year's biggest hit. In 1985, Warwick recorded a benefit single for the American Foundation for AIDS Research. That song was That's What Friends Are For, which also featured Gladys Knight, Elton John, and Stevie Wonder. The single, credited to Dion and Friends, was released in October of that year and eventually raised over $3 million for that cause. The tune went number one on three different charts and sold close to 2,045s in the U.S. alone. Warwick said, you have to be granite not to want to help people with AIDS. 
because the devastation it causes is so painful to see. I was so hurt to see my own friends die with such agony. The single won the Grammy Award for Best Pop Performance by a Duo or Group with Vocal, as well as Song of the Year for its writers, Burt Bacharach and Carol Bayer-Sager. It was also ranked by Billboard magazine as the most popular song of 1986. With this single, Warwick also released her most successful album of the 1980s, titled Friends, which reached number 12 on Billboard's album chart. Miss Warwick, of course, has continued to record, tour, and perform, and has even made a number of appearances on shows like American Idol, and most recently, The Masked Singer. She has also collaborated with a number of contemporary artists, and has just announced an upcoming collaboration with Chance the Rapper to raise money for two different charities, Social Works and Hunger Not Impossible. To date, Miss Warwick has won six Grammys, including a Lifetime Achievement Award in 2019. So without further ado, here is my brief but wonderful chat with Dion Warwick. And all the stars that never were are parking cars and pumping gas. You can really breathe in San Jose. They've got a lot of space. There'll be a place where I can stay. All the choices I have made in my life have led up to this wonderful experience and a ride that I'm about to take you on. Let me just remind everybody how this started. A few weeks ago, my guest, who is so popular on Twitter, put out a tweet that simply said, what are your New Year's resolutions? And I quickly responded that my only resolution for the year 2021 was to have you on my podcast. Really? She she responded (laughs) simply by saying, contact Brittany, which I believe is her niece. And now here we are today. So the last thing I'm going to say is my guest today is one of the most significant and special artists in the history of recorded music. Ladies and gentlemen, some people get to call her Auntie Dion. But there's only one Dion in my life, and that is Dion Warwick. Oh, thank you. Uh, it's wonderful. I feel very privileged. <laughs> well, it, I have to say, I mean, I am. I, I usually don't get nervous uh, for this kind of thing, uh, and I've had the opportunity to interview a lot of my favorite artists and, and people who inspire me. Uh, yeah. men and women of uh, who are writers, performers, musicians, but um, I'm nervous and I'm sweating like a baby. <laughs> well, you shouldn't be nervous. Well, I'm, I'm so glad you look fabulous, uh, as you, you always do, a style icon. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got on my sweatshirt today. <laughs> but it's a good one, and, and there's some wonderful gold records uh, on the wall behind you, of course. Um, I have to say, I'm not. I'm not going to get into the history of Dionne Warwick today because it's just too vast and special and amazing. Uh, but I have to tell you, Miss Warwick, that one of my favorite things to do at night is to relax by um, not just listening to music, but watching. There's just so much amazing footage on YouTube and so many special performances, and and that is sort of what um, what inspired me to reach out and just see if I would have you here. But the one thing that I wanted to talk to you about today that's so special, you have hit Twitter like a bomb. (laughs) 
I'm having the best time. I cannot tell you how much fun I've been having. Uh, okay, can you tell me what is the most fun part of this experience for you? You know, I think more than anything else, I'm I'm reaching a, a group of people that I didn't feel, first of all, knew who or what a Dion Warwick was, and getting responses from them, the youngsters of our industry. It has been such a, a wonderful, wonderful time I'm having with them, you know, being able to literally pick up a phone and call them personally, or them to pick up a phone and call me back, you know, and the conversations that we've been having, it's, been just, it's just been wonderful. I'm having a great time. Okay, and I think that there's a little bit of news around this because one of your most popular tweets that started after, I think you've been on Twitter for a while, but it really kicked up into high gear last fall. One of your most popular tweets was this, and I'm going to read it for everybody. Hi, at Chance the Rapper. If you are very obviously a rapper, why did you put it in your stage name? I cannot <laughs> stop thinking about this. And then you follow that up with, I am now Dion the singer. Right. <laughs> okay. Incredible. So can you tell everybody what that's led to now? Because I think that you guys are going to collaborate together. Yes, we are. And I'm so excited about that. I really am. First of all, that first that chance uh, responded. And uh, subsequently, we've been in conversations. And I presented a song to him that dealt with hunger. And uh, knowing his background, what he does, it just seemed to fit. And he is so excited, as I am, about going in the studio, and we're going to be recording together. It's wonderful. It, it's truly in incredible, and I think that you guys are going to be raising money with this single, uh, Nothing's yeah. Impossible. Uh, he has an organization called Social Works, and exactly. you, you have an organization called Hunger Not Impossible. Yes. Uh, can you can you tell me about that? Well, it, both of the organizations basically walk hand in hand. What he does, which I'm so thrilled about, and I cannot tell you how pleased I am with what he does. I've, I've said on several occasions, and I truly mean Chicago needs to give it to him. Yeah. <laughs> you know, really. You know, the work that he has done thus far and continues to do with homelessness and with hunger, with education, with children, is just the most wonderful thing I could think anyone could do. Um, our organization, Hunger Not Impossible, focuses on feeding people, those who can't feed themselves. And uh, we have found a way to do that. And being that Chances Organization does exactly the same thing, we felt that why not you know, form a relationship here? with that particular entity and that make both of them work hand in hand. And that's what we're going to do. That is truly insane. Not to age you, <laughs> but you're going to have a hit single in the year 2021. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> okay. Uh, that's seven decades of hits. <laughs> yeah. How about that? You know, I, I like, I keep saying, I got to keep up. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, and you're working with Chance the Rapper. The, sure the, the the amazing thing I think about this story for me as a fan is when you look back, you have collaborated mm -hmm. with so many incredible artists in their own right. Whether it's beginning yeah. with Bert or yeah. it's Stevie Wonder and Elton John and Gladys or Barry Gibb. 
Uh, Barry Manilow. I mean, it's <laughs> Luther Vandross. It's just an it's an endless sea of incredible people. Yeah. But like you say, you just keep rolling. So I, my question for you is, what is the secret of collaboration? I, I think, first of all, the appreciation of each talent um, and the desire, you know, that each of the talents that I've been very, very fortunate in collaborating with uh, to want to sing with me, which is wonderful because I want to sing with them. And, uh, you know, I, all I do is I reach out to them. You know, it's, hey, um, how about us getting in the studio? How about us? And it's something apparently that none of them not necessarily thought about, but didn't know how to approach me to do this. So I approached them. You know, I have no problems with saying, hey, I want to do this with you. How about that? And they've all agreed. Uh, we go in the studio. We have a bunch of fun. We sing some wonderful songs together. And... Uh, it's, it's a simple thing to do. All you got to do is reach out. That's all. Well, hey, <laughs> praise the Lord. I reached out to you and you honored the wish. So here we are. You you, you talking to some schmo who's living here in uh, Los Angeles, and I'm talking to one of the gods of New Jersey. One, uh, I, I say Sinatra, Sinatra Warwick Springsteen. <laughs> in that order. <laughs> no, no, in, in no order at all. Uh, in no order at all. I just think that there should be a monument to you three uh, there in New Jersey. So that is that is such a really special news. And, and I hope that um, the people listening will also look up the charities that you mentioned. Uh, no need to wait for the charity single. Get involved now. Um, <laughs> but you're going to have another hit in the, in the year 20, <laughs> 2021. Um, you know, again, like I said, we, we only have you for a, a little bit of time. So um, what I wanted to do was, uh, because I'm a fan, I, I just wanted to throw out one song at you. And I'm uh, just one of my favorite songs. It just fills me with so much uh, joy um, every time I hear it. I'm a huge fan of, of the 60s stuff. I was born in 67. So I think anytime, and my parents were fans. So I think anytime I hear something like Anyone Who Had a Heart or This Empty Place, uh, or of course all the hits, Don't Make Me Over, or What the World Needs Now, um, I'm just calm and relaxed and happy because I think that was in the air when I was a child. But I have to say, then came you. Yeah. <laughs> is just one of my favorite songs of all time. <laughs> and and I get goosebumps when I hear it because, you know, I think if you don't get goosebumps when you hear your voice, um, you, you know, you might not be human. But <laughs> I, I wonder if you have any, I wonder if you have any remembrances uh, about that song, how it was presented to you, recording oh, yeah. with the Spinners, uh, just for a few minutes here. Absolutely. You know, the Spinners and I were on a summer tour together. We, we did uh, almost two and a half months out on the road together. And uh, I was, after our tour finished, I was going into Vegas uh, at the Riviera Hotel. And I asked them, I said, would you like to come to Vegas? And they had never been there before or performed in Vegas. And they said, yes, of course. So they came to Vegas with me and opened my shows. And uh, on closing night, Tom Bell, who was a dear friend, was sitting in our audience. And after the show was over, he came backstage and surprised us, of course. And he said, you know what? You guys have been out on the road together for so long. I'm sure you've made friendships. And I have a gift for you. 
And we said, oh, really? You're going to give us a gift? You know? He said, yeah, I got a song, a song that you should record together. And we all looked at each other and said, well, yeah, okay, it's fine with me. And he said, okay, tomorrow, when you guys leave Vegas, I want you to come to L.A. We're going to go in the studio, and we're going to record this, uh, this song. song was then came you and uh, I must say I, I can't tell you how proud first of all I am to have been able to record with those young men but they also gave me my very first number one national hit <laughs> which is yeah. amazing because all of the songs that I mentioned before are still a part of everyone's life today. They've all stood the test of time, yeah, which is have. which is the ultimate test. I, I was listening to I have I have so much of you music and I had it I was playing it in the background this morning to get excited for this and Heartbreaker came on. And I started yeah. singing that. I had just watched the Bee Gees documentary, which reminded me that, that you had worked with Barry Gibb. I'm wondering, have you seen that documentary? Yes, I have. And it's wonderful. It's, it was such a pleasure to see all three of them sitting on that stage together again. And um, it's so funny because um, <laughs> I watched a uh, part of a documentary that's being done on me. Oh, boy. Where, where Barry was interviewed. And he was so cute. He said, and I sent her this demonstration, and it's horrible. And he says, but I want you to know, I'm so thrilled that she decided to record it. And uh, if you want to hit record, give it to Dan Warwick. I was so thrilled. Whoa, okay, Mr. Barry Gibb. Thank you very much for that. You know, but it was wonderful watching the three of them together. It really was. And it gave you a lot of information on them. Well, um, I can't wait for your documentary. That's all I have to say about that. Wow, wow. We wow. Well, I'm going to be respectful of your time. I, I wish I could talk to you forever, but our time is up. And I, I just want to say gratitude is the attitude. And I have nothing but gratitude and joy in my heart. Uh, you have given billions of people so much joy. I, I believe you were put on this planet to do that. And uh, and I and I'm so honored and grateful for this experience today and i'm just wishing you all the best that's what else can my, i say my pleasure and i do thank you very very much for inviting me to be a part of this and uh let's do it again how about that uh absolutely and i will i can't wait for your next tweet either <laughs> and go go get them on tiktok too i know you'll conquer you'll conquer tiktok as well <laughs> Uh, well, I'll do it that one, but we're going we're gonna to see how, how we do on that one. Uh, I think you'll do just fine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. All the best, Dion. Thank you so much. May I call you Auntie Dion? Absolutely. Do it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Have a great week. I will, darling. You do the same. Okay. Take good Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
Bye-bye. Promises, promises, I'm all through with. Promises, promises, now I don't.